You know that feeling where you have a dream or an idea that you want to accomplish one day, but right now it just feels super unrealistic and it feels like you may not get there for a while. Well, having Lindsay Metzlar on Stop Giving a Fuck was one of those things for me. And it's such a surreal feeling to know that I just had her on Stop Giving a Fuck as my first official guest. It just goes to show us that these dreams and ideas that we have may not take as much time as we think. And you always just have to continue to put yourself out there to keep trying to persevere because you know you will get there but it may just be way faster than you think. And I had such a good time doing this episode with her and just seeing her face on my screen and me talking to her was just such a cool feeling. It's it's really weird to feel and know that I talk to someone whose podcast I listen to weekly. Um, she's someone who I admire in this industry and... I think that we need to just remember that these goals that we have, we should never stop trying to get there because they will come true. And that's one of the reasons why I started this podcast. We're always comparing ourselves to other people. We're always comparing our lives to those who are just ahead of us, got the things that we want sooner, but we will get there. And you have to just remember that. You just need to stick to your goals and what you want, and you will get there. Um, I really hope that you guys enjoy this episode, and we have so many more guests coming your way that are so amazing, and I am so excited to talk to these people, and there are more of these guests where I just never thought that I would be able to talk to them as quickly as I've gotten to get them to come on to the show. I'm going to stop rambling now. Thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast. If you have any other guests that you think would be great to come on to the show, just DM Stop Giving a Fuck on Instagram. And clearly, I mean, you never know. Maybe they'll come on and you'll see them on my next episode. Okay, guys, enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to Stop Giving a Fuck. I'm here today with the one and only host of We Met at Acme podcast, Lindsay Metzelor. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so happy to have you here. Now, my podcast is all about how to stop giving a fuck about comparing yourself to other people and and really just doing things for yourself. So I want to talk all about that with you and your life and the accounts that you have. So I want to dive right into it. Do you want to give a little bit of an intro about the podcast? Yeah, I would love to. (laughs) My podcast is called We Met at Acme and it's all about millennial dating and everyone's different experience, struggle, or just funny story about their dating life and kind of like what they can bring to our listeners and our listeners can then learn um, and apply to their own dating lives. Yes, and you do a great job really touching upon every aspect of dating. In one of your recent episodes, um, Lindsay actually talked about relationship trauma that she's had, just past relationships and 
really just the whole spectrum of like her dating life and how she got to be where she is now, which she's in a very amazing relationship. But I want to know, first off, where do you draw the line between your public and private life? Because you share a lot and you're not afraid to share really anything about what you've gone through, which I admire so much. So thank you. So I don't really have a line um, there. The, the line that I say is like, I'm not going to talk sexual details about my partner and I, um, but for the most part, like I am an open book and I do really use my relationships and like my experience as a way for people to learn and kind of like grow with me as, as the podcast grows and like as I get older. And so it's really like I put as much out there as, as people can take, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and honestly, I mean, it teaches your audience but everything that you talk about, just that they're not alone in their relationship status. As an influencer, like, how has your life really changed since you have grown a following and since really becoming an influencer? Yeah, I wouldn't say it's honestly changed that much because I always worked for myself. It's more of just like now... um, you know, I need to make a conscious effort to, uh, I guess, to like continue to be connected with the people that I love most in my life. And I feel like so often we see like influencers connecting with their following more than like with their actual loved ones, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's funny because you're like, how does that happen? but it can happen. And so just like keeping myself in check that like, I'm still like that my friends aren't learning about my life through Instagram and you know, that I'm still like really connecting with people like on a face-to-face phone away level um, is so important. And you know, that's really the only way that like things have changed. And obviously, you know, I'm on my phone more, which is not great, but Mm -hmm. um I get to especially now know, that you got on TikTok. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm obsessed with TikTok now. TikTok's I can't. It's a downward it spiral. It literally is. Like I'm scared for myself. I, mm-hmm. I can't stop. But that is so awesome that you still make it a priority to, you know, put the phone aside and really make sure that you're still having those relationships with the people close to you because you don't want them to think that your life is being consumed by social media. Yeah, exactly. You have a wonderful boyfriend, but he actually doesn't have an Instagram. So how is he dealing with, or how does he go about having an influencer as a girlfriend? It's funny. The other day, someone, like one of our friends was playing this game that was like, what's something that's off brand for you? Mm -hmm. And, um, His, like, we decided that his off-brand thing was that he doesn't have Instagram, but is dating someone who's, like, huge on Instagram. So it was just, like, really funny. Um, But ironically, I actually gravitate towards people who don't have social media. And that's, like, a huge thing for me. I just, like, it, and it sounds so ridiculous and, like just like an oxymoron but like I'm like not attracted to to myself and so like I wouldn't want someone who cares about Instagram yeah 
I love that because I think that so many people are so consumed. I have friends that will check if they're on the dating apps and they're about to go on a date with someone. They need to check their Instagram account and see how many followers they have. If they're posting normal content, why do you think people care so much about that? Right. It's weird. I think just because, you know, people really care what people think and you want like the person that you're with nowadays since we're all on Instagram to be like presentable but that's not a real thing like I remember I I've dated I think I I almost I think I didn't go on a date once actually with a guy like when I was in my early 20s because he was following like 3,000 people Mm -hmm. and he had like a hundred followers and I thought that was really weird but like that's not fair we can't be judging people based on like a snippet of not even really their life Mm -hmm. and like when our parents went out like they didn't go not go out with someone because they didn't have like a certain amount of Instagram followers that was not a thing yeah it's really funny my parents actually met on a blind date Do you think that's like even possible anymore? Honestly, no, but so when I was doing matchmaking for a bit, I set up a few blind dates. You did. And it actually worked out where they, it was completely blind. Yeah. And people, it was more actually the guy that was more trustworthy of who I was setting up with. And it were like more of the women were like, I need to see them. I feel like guys definitely don't care as much. Yeah, like they're just like, okay, it's like a person. Mm -hmm. But you were still able to make a blind date happen in this day and age. Everyone's so obsessed with like tracking down, even looking at their LinkedIn. Like they need to see work and everything, you know. Everything. Everyone's a stalker nowadays. Yeah. But outside of dating, you also have a huge account a food Instagram, actually, don't expect salads, which as we know is food that makes your mouth water. Now, do you ever get backlash for posting the things that you post, even though you don't post photos of yourself? Like on your We Met at Acme profile, you post videos of you working out, but on your Don't Expect Salads, it's a lot of like mouthwatery foods. Mm, yeah. So I have always kind of eaten like a six-year-old which is a problem I hate salads I like can't eat a salad I've never had sweet green um but as of recently like the past two years I started working out and I actually really love it and it makes me feel so good today I couldn't do it as you saw in my story but um I love to wake up and to work out and it also makes me feel better about the fact that I eat like shit because it's like you know balance so many of my friends say that (laughs) like eat crap at the end of the day and they'll be like it's okay I worked out yeah exactly and like I don't know if I think that's a myth but whatever we can tell Mm -hmm. ourselves even though people can't see your face they can't see what you look like Mm -hmm. I know that there's a lot of things going on with just like cancel culture and Mm -hmm. people are very obsessed with what other people are eating So do you find that like people are giving you backlash for only posting very indulgent foods? I haven't received backlash, but I have lost a lot of followers on Don't Expect Salads. I don't know what it is. 
Um, but like I had over a hundred thousand followers and I've been losing them. So I don't know what that's about, but no one has like straight up said to me, like, how dare you post this unhealthy food? Mm -hmm. Um, I have gotten messages that are like, do you really eat this? And I'm like, yeah, I, unfortunately I do. Whether it is someone that is in really good shape, if they eat pasta, people are always saying like, do they really even eat the whole thing? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it's, it's not easy, but there's always going to be people who like are not going to trust in, or more so like people who are going to judge other people people and like what they're eating and what they're doing. Sorry, I think my boyfriend's walking in. It's okay. okay. Did you mean to ring the doorbell? No, sorry. sorry. <laughs> I hope you didn't hear that. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, there's always going to be, especially like now with the whole cancel culture and like the F factor stuff and everything, like people are out to get other people. I'll just be like, yeah, I do. Like, I don't really know what else to say, you know? There are ways to, like, still be in decent shape and, like, eat things that are delicious. Let's get back into, like, dating and we met at Acme. So you have had a lot of relationships in the past and listening to one of your recent episodes, you talked a lot about having a cycle of being cheated on, which... I am so sorry that you went through that. I feel so horrible for people that have to face a cheater and just have to put their emotions into a relationship that isn't fully reciprocated. Um, so I'm really sorry that you had to go through all of that. I mean, obviously you've come out way stronger and you're in a fucking amazing relationship now, which I'm so happy about. But I want to know, like, how did you get back into the dating game after all of those experiences what what got you the confidence to go in and like be able to be ready to trust someone after having so many failed relationships with cheating yeah i mean it's really hard i think like my first instinct coming out of all of that and like all of these like shitty guys was was to date someone that just like really, really loved me. And like, that was so obsessed with me that like they weren't gonna do anything. And so that was like what I initially did. And um, I dated someone who like really loved me, but I didn't really like care for them. I just thought that it was like the safety that I needed coming off of like feeling unsafe in the past. Um, and then I think that kind of balanced it out for me in so many ways, because I was like, not everyone is a piece of shit. And like, this person actually really cares for me. Um, but then like, I had to take a step back and be like, but yeah, I don't care for them. So like, I had to find something in between. I never once was like, oh, you know, the rest of my life, people are gonna just hurt me and cheat on me. Like, I never had that mentality. I always had the mentality that like every relationship is different and every person is different. And also I was choosing just like terrible people. So I think as, as I got older, I just was confident in like my choices mm -hmm. and how I felt and just, you know, made sure not to be like blinded by red flags and like swaggy idiots. Yeah. Were there any priorities that you felt you changed as you like got into better relationships? 
Um, yeah, I would say like, you know, going back to like the swaggy guy, like I like, I cared more about like, if they were cool and like could get into Acme and like things that like don't matter, you know? Um, and like, if they had good style, like things that were very superficial. And now I care about like more important things. Like, do we have the same values? And like, are they a good person? And like, would they like be a good dad one day? Like things that, you know, like long-term are important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you dating anyone? Yes, I have a boyfriend, and we actually met on Hinge. I love that. And we've almost been dating for a year now, but I was actually someone that wasn't looking for a relationship. Mm -hmm. I was very into, I had just graduated college. I was ready to take on New York City and just like live my best single life in my 20s. Yeah. And then I was actually, this is actually a really funny story, but I was on Hinge looking for people in entertainment. Like I wasn't looking at their photo. I was looking at their job. And if they worked in entertainment, I would swipe right. And if Mm. they didn't, I would swipe left. Yeah. And my boyfriend actually wrote a comment saying like I think that you were just with my friend and then he sent me a picture of me with his friend so I responded and that's how I started talking to him and I took a chance and went on a date with him and we've literally been dating ever since and it's crazy because I love being single and I literally told myself that if I'm going to date someone, they need to be perfect because I enjoy being single. So if you're not going to meet all of my needs, then bye. Like yeah. I need to- that's when that's like most people should date when they love being single. A hundred percent agree because that's a time where you can see that you really are putting yourself first. Yeah. And you just love doing your own thing. And when you can meet someone that can fit into your life well and be able to go along with all of the things that you like to do and you're still able to live your own life, like mm-hmm. that's when it's the perfect match. Mm-hmm. And we have the most amazing relationship. So I'm very, very lucky. Okay, so we have someone that wrote in for you. And the question is, do you believe in the dating world? Do you believe that there is this rule that you need to wait a certain amount of dates to sleep with someone? I don't think that there's like a magical number of dates as much as you have to like feel comfortable with that person. You have to feel like you guys know each other at that point. And also it's just like hot to have that sexual tension build up up so I think that like it's a win-win to wait I agree but do you think that if you sleep with someone on the first date then you're kind of doomed not if you don't care to have anything with them like but if you sleep with them on the first date hoping and praying that like they're gonna want to be your boyfriend or girlfriend then like you're probably screwed I I agree with that I think that where it doesn't really matter what number date you wait. I think that as long as you guys spend enough time actually getting to know each other and having that sort of emotional connection before it actually happens, then you're more likely to have a better success rate with having a future with them. 
Um, do you think that age plays a part in this? Do you think that in your early 20s, you need to wait, but in your late 20s, it really doesn't matter? Um, I think either way, you should wait. Mm-hmm. There's no, like, I, I mean, the only reason you wouldn't wait is if you just want to have sex, in which case, like, don't wait, just have sex. But I always feel like there's this thing where girls are always caring way more than guys. Do you think that guys ever care too or no? Care in terms of like... When you sleep with someone. Um, I do. I think that if you sleep with someone on a first date, then they probably have less respect for you as a, as a person. Unless you do it again because you just want to hook up and you don't care about them, you know? I know that some people say, don't add them on Snapchat right away. Like if it's just a Snapchat relationship, then it's not a real relationship. Yeah. What do you think about all of that? Definitely don't add them on Snapchat. Not only right away, but ever. I think that, I mean, I know that like younger people love to do the Snapchat thing, but for me, at least when I had Snapchat, like I only used it to send ugly photos to my friends. Mm -hmm. And like, I knew I would never be there with a guy. I was like first dating. So there was no point in them being on it. Mm -hmm. I also didn't want to give a guy the option of only communicating with me through Snapchat. So I think that you should definitely hold off on the Snapchat as long as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. And it's actually funny because my boyfriend and I, we didn't add each other on Instagram. I mean, not Instagram, on Snapchat until we were official. And people are always mm-hmm. so shocked by that because people, especially people in their early 20s like me, they love having people on Snapchat right away. Right. But I think that's like one of the worst ideas if you're actually trying to get to know someone. 100% agree. So how often do you think after a first date people should be texting if they want it to lead to something? I think every day honestly like if someone's interested in you from the first day they'll want to talk to you every day but again like i'm a communicator and and that's what i would want not everybody wants that no i can i 100 percent agree i think that if they actually took a strong liking to you on the first date and they want to see you again they will text you afterwards they will continue to talk to you because they want to see you again it's kind of obvious you don't have to you shouldn't be wondering if you'll have a second date or not what advice would you give to someone on how to stop giving a fuck about getting ghosted on hinge Mm. everybody gets ghosted at some point in their life especially on dating apps so just realize that you're not alone and that that person fucking sucks and you wouldn't want them in your life anyway As an influencer, how have you learned to stop giving a fuck about what other influencers are doing with their platforms when they have a bigger following than you do? Like Mm. comparing yourselves to them. Right. Yeah. Honestly, I don't really watch other like quote unquote influencers stories. Like if I have friends who have a following, I'm going to watch their stories. I only really watch friends of mine like, and what they're doing. I, I would never seek out 
like a competitor or like another dating podcast and you know get caught up in like oh but like they have a collab with hinge and i don't like that's just so unhealthy and it's so important to stay in your lane Mm -hmm. so like if i come across something that i see because it's on like a friend's thing then i'll just tell myself that like yeah maybe i'm just using hinge as an example but that was not a situation like Mm -hmm. maybe they have a partnership with hinge but like i have a partnership with bumble and like if i wanted to do a partnership with hinge i'm sure i got you know it's like you have to just like not compare because comparison will take away like what you have which is so wonderful in itself and like there's always going to be someone doing something better like cooler than you at that moment but like the pendulum always swings and like I'm sure that your moment will come and you know I think if anything if you are like an influencer looking at other influencers um it should like you should have positive thoughts from seeing their things like for example you see an influencer promoting like um you know voting for the election and then you think oh I should be promoting voting you know like that's how it should should work as opposed to being like oh, they're doing this collab. Why didn't I get that collab? Like, no, you you really can't think like that. It's just so unhealthy with like, not even just influencers, but like in, in real work too. And like in offices and, and whatnot. So just, you just have to stay in your own lane. Like everything that you're saying, you are literally speaking the epitome of confidence and I love it. Um, So what advice could you give to someone that is reflecting the image of others on social media towards their own body image and the way that they feel about themselves. Yeah, no, I mean, everything on social media is edited and everyone knows that. And no one actually looks the way that they show that they do on social. And if they do, it's because of an angle that they figured out is a good one of theirs. (laughs) Um, and, And yeah, I mean, you should follow those accounts that like, show the truth i think it's like social media versus reality or like influencer truth or whatever it is because every like everything out there is is usually fake um or edited so just because a model looks like she you know has a six pack and is like downing ice cream cones like doesn't mean that one that's actually happening and two that the photo isn't edited heavily so keep that in mind i want to thank you so much for always being so transparent on your podcast you're always giving me the best conversation starters with the poll questions and just always influencing people to be themselves in the dating world and i really think that you've like influenced me in the podcasting world so i thank you so much for like doing what you do and just being who you are. Clearly, you're someone with a shit ton of confidence and I can't wait to see your following and your podcast and your food Instagram grow. Oh, thanks, Jillian. That's so sweet. Thank you so much for having me on. Where can people find you? Yeah, people can find me at We Met at Acme on Instagram or wherever they listen to podcasts. And my personal Instagram is Lynnsmeth. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to that episode of Stop Giving a Fuck. I had so much fun recording it. If you guys like my show, if you liked this episode, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe to my show. Give it a rating and I will see you guys next time.